0: Hello and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Retberg.
1: And I'm Casey Muratori.
0: And our movie this week is a German film called Das Boot? Das Boot. We've been told we've been told, I think, in the comments that we need to say it boat. Das Boot. It's the boat. If I'll say it in English, it's the boat.
1: In my mind, it's DOS boot because DOS boot is so good as a title before you see the f- film because yeah. it sounds like it's going to be about an MS-DOS boot disc. So for old old folks like <laughs> me, old computer folks like me, you can't tell me not to read DOS boot as DOS boot. I see. Right? I I'm see, just going to read it that way. Okay. But I agree that in German, in the movie, you can hear them say boot. And it's like,
0: it's like halfway between it's, boat.
1: It's much closer to like how Scandinavians pronounce yeah, it's things like it, it than how, more, than how in, like we in English would say it. So it's clearly not boot. But it's
0: like halfway between boat and boot. Like yes, those two pronunciations.
1: And I can't speak German, the, so I can't the, say it right. The literal
0: meaning of it, the English meaning of it is the boat.
1: The literal English meaning is the boat.
0: So neither of us had ever seen this movie before. I'd
1: never seen this movie before. And it is extremely long. It's like Lawrence of Arabia Lang. Yeah, because
0: we watch, there's a bunch of different cuts of it. Uh, the one we watched, and yeah. I think the easiest one now to find is the director's cut. Yes. Um, and it's it was a re- it was a restored version. It looked fantastic. Um, this restoration looked really good.
1: I would say that um, I originally when we started walk- watching it mm-hmm. for some reason I. Because I was aware of this movie, obviously. Okay, yeah. Uh, because you know, I've, I'd heard of it. Yeah,
0: because it won a few. It was like nominated for the, a bunch of the Academy Awards and, and stuff. Well, that it, year. it's just
1: it's yeah. just a movie that you've heard of. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like everyone's heard of this movie. I thought, anyway. I mean, I for actually, my generation, anyway. Yeah, maybe not now. I, I old I actually but, wasn't
0: familiar with it, but it, it it was from the it was like early '80s, so it could just be, uh, you know. That
1: could be. I was so I knew of the film, but okay. I had never seen it, and. Uh, I was, for some reason, thinking it was, like, from much earlier. Like, I was thinking it was from the 60s or 70s or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wow, this film looks great. But then when you're like, oh, it's from the early 80s, I was like, well, it still looks great, but maybe less impressively great. Yeah, yeah. But, but, they but did, it, it they really did, looked good. They
0: did obviously do some work on the on the film um, to make it look... Like, like I think they, the director's cut, I think, had some restoration work done. It looks uh really, really good.
1: It looks fantastic. Um, Uh, And not
0: just not just because of the restoration, the movie looks incredible. It's a really good looking movie.
1: Yes. I would say this is like up there with the best looking films I've seen. To be completely honest. Like when I was watching this film, uh I noticed constantly that like not only does the does the film like do a great job of keeping every shot like this really well composed yes. sort of piece where everything is lit just right. Like the lighting they, is, yeah. they cool the background and heat up like the foreground in just the right ways to make sure that you always get like this really strong image. And there are certain parts where like, um, and this is just just image composition mm-hmm. even. There are certain parts where like, they captured like the inherent just, Beauty of mm-hmm. the submarine. Yeah, I don't know if it's a set or an actual pieces of a sub they used or whatever, but like there were parts where they would crawl through this circular hatch, mm-hmm. and it just looked amazing. Like, mm-hmm. like it, the colors were all perfect, and the like I loved like all the metalwork, and it just yeah. it looked fantastic. And the people all had these beautiful like you know haggard looks to them as oh, they go yeah. it just so i i couldn't say enough good things oh and the i should mention one other thing the the motion up oh, and down man. the boat of the like of the camera it's yeah. just it's a beautifully shot film it
0: was i guess when i went into it i didn't know what to expect but i was not expecting same here this this scale and this like same here like yeah. right off the bat, you're you're hit by the fact that they have this actual like U boat that they're filming, and it's huge, yeah. and it's like the scale of it. I was like, oh my god, it's just like, um, it's all there. They made it all. They're filming it. It's, it's it was like there's a lot of sim- similarities with Master and Commander, which oh we yeah, last week. I,
1: I like the people who made Master and Commander. It was either a tremendous coincidence or they've seen this movie. Oh yeah, it's like
0: <laughs> I I feel like this. Um, I
1: thought that the entire time. Because
0: the immersiveness, the thing we're talking about a lot with uh, Master and Commander, this movie has that 100% as well, I would say, that that feeling of just being in a place and it feeling so grounded and real at every moment, basically.
1: You will, and this is, I would draw a very strong distinction because we kind of had this, this this disagreement. So on Birdman, I would like to mention Birdman. Because hmm. as I said in Birdman, I didn't feel like there was much point to the wonder. Like it never right. really came across right. for me. I'm like, it's cool, but it doesn't feel like it does anything in this movie for me. Mm-hmm. To, that's was my read on it. You didn't think that, but that, you know, from from my perspective, I was that's where I was. Mm-hmm. And on this movie, I felt like it wasn't all a wonder. But it felt like it. Like yes, they managed yes. they got the Birdman feeling I think I was supposed to get. This movie actually yeah, got. Yeah, because
0: there's there's a couple I think you mentioned this just a few minutes ago, but a couple of really insane shots where they're yes. following, they go basically down the entire length of this sub, yes. following people as they as they run to one end of it, right? And it's just, it's so nuts. It's like, it's so impressive. It looks amazing. Um, yeah, and, I don't
1: know how they were able to do it. Uh, yes, technically, uh,
0: I don't, it would have
1: been. I I don't know how yeah. they did it. I don't know if they like, because I'm just trying to think about what kind of camera you could have had back then that could have done those shots if that was a real U-boat interior. I, maybe they built a bigger U-boat interior so they could do these shots. Or maybe the cameraman is like, one of the best cameramen in the history of cinema, or something. But mm-hmm. there are these shots of are them they, going they, yeah. <clears throat> from one end of the boat to the other, and the cameraman is going very little camera shake.
0: Straight down must the have boat. They had some. They might have had some sort of of.
1: I don't know how they did it, like a rig or whatever. But yeah. there's people. Coming in and out of the shot from every which way, yes. from bunks, from things they're leaving, they're going around the camera. Yes, yes. And uh, you know, one of the only things that pulled me out of this film was that because I was it just completely blown away by yes. how the hell <laughs> they did it. It's like it was almost too good because yeah. I was like, how did they do that? It's
0: incredible. <laughs> and yeah, it's like it has the feeling of being like. You kind of forget that these are actors. You absolutely like, forget because everyone actors. feels like they're they know exactly what they're doing. They're they, like, yeah. I mean, and this is all we're at the moment just only talking about like the technical aspects of this film. Yes,
1: I'm just literally talking about because, filming. Because you know, it. Yeah. the
0: actual film itself is incredible. Like the the story and the the characters and everything else is also just incredible. Um, but this like the technical execution of this movie is like, it's. I, it was nuts because I yeah going into this movie I wasn't expecting that especially because like when I was lo- you know when I was to put together our like you know Substack post right, whatever right, I yeah. was like grabbing some images and from it and like none of them looked that good because they were all from like older versions that were really grainy and okay. dark and I was just like this doesn't look I mean okay it's probably just like an old movie that might be tough to watch because right, it's really right. low quality film right, you know yeah. I-, I was not expecting to have this experience that's all I'll say.
1: So getting to like the actual overall structure of the film. Yeah. I would say that this movie was sort of, the things that you said about Master and Commander, which did not land for me at all, this movie actually did. Which is, For me as well. Which
0: is funny because I, um, I, while watching this movie, I actually had the thought like, I wondered what you would say about that because to me, the characters in this movie have even less development than the characters in Master and Commander.
1: Okay, let me, let me, uh, talk about that because i agree
0: okay i that's what i thought i was like there's no way that you would think that the doctor and the captain and master commander had less development than these characters
1: yeah so there are a couple crucial differences um and well so i should point out something which is that as far as i know and you know i don't know anything about i mean i don't know anything about american submarines let alone german submarines yeah but I would point out that I believe this movie, you know, it, it had a book to go on that was written by a sub, like a person who was actually. And I
0: think it's loosely based on some real. Loosely events.
1: based on, but it was, but it was based on like a, a book written by a guy who would right, right. actually on a submarine. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's that. Whereas like, you know, Master and Commander is not based on a book written by a person who was in the 18th, right, 1802 right. Navy or something right, like this, right? right. Um. And so one of the things that I think you can really draw a sharp line between this and Master and Commander is Master and Commander has a traditional plot structure. Yeah. And it has characters who are supposed to have things going on that are ancillary to the situation they are immediately presented themselves in. Mm -hmm. This movie has almost none of that. And I think that creates a much more Dunkirk- like movie, or I should say, Dunkirk is like this movie yeah. because this movie was first. I actually
0: thought about Dunkirk while watching this, me too. And but I was like, because I was thinking, I'm like, this is the best war movie I think I've ever seen. It's
1: definitely the best war movie I've ever seen um, by far.
0: And I thought about a thing, something like Dunkirk, where it, it feels unless you sim- count Lawrence
1: of Arabia, uh, uh, what do you mean by war movie?
0: I mean, wh- but yeah, yeah, I feel, I feel like when I mean war movie, I mean like
1: the, the throes the, of war, like the yeah. yeah,
0: like the experience of being. A soldier in a war, in battle, mm-hmm. and and yes. the the trauma of that. And I feel like there's not that many movies that I feel like really grapple with that. I feel like the closest thing was actually a TV show, like The Pacific, I felt like
1: yes. grappled
0: with, with yeah, that, yeah. was actually about that part, yep. just the, the extreme really good, yeah. trauma of war and how absolutely terrible it is. Like, any good, I think any good movie about war, Good in the sense of, like, well, like, like accurately capturing probably what that would feel like as someone who's never been at war. But I feel like they always end up coming off extremely anti-war because...
1: Yeah, or extremely pro-war, depending on how, you know, which era it was made or... I'm just saying, but I yeah. feel like
0: if, if you're going to accurately depict the brutality... Yes. It's going to feel, at least for me, it's going to always feel anti-war because that, that's not a brutality that anyone would ever want do you yes. know what I mean and yeah. so that's that's all I mean it's like you could even yeah. come at it from a fairly non-propaganda-y sort of yes. perspective it would and still be
1: it would still be if very you were, if you were trying to portray it, yeah.
0: accuracy um and yeah look, no one's gonna be
1: like oh that looks like a tremendously fun time
0: right exactly yeah. like that's just not that's not the experience of it um, yeah and I feel like this this movie also did that really well where it was like I didn't feel like it was particularly heavy-handed in like a propaganda y way, in 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 a way where it was like I'm really trying to be pro war or anti war. I think it's it feels quite anti war, but but I don't feel like it's it's not like hitting you over the head with some particular you know political messaging or something. Um, it's really about this the, just the horror and the it's just this terrible terrible experience.
1: Yeah, and it it was uh it was also definitely like. Pro soldier, anti bureaucracy. Yes. If you wanted to, but like it, it, it very it humanized. clearly,
0: it was humanized. It was very
1: clearly like, yeah. which I mean makes sense because these are Nazis. So you know you probably can't ship a movie in the '80s that's going to be like the bureaucracy right. of the Nazi well, war machine I, was great. You, know, the, say, you obviously know, obviously that's not going to happen. And but any, and anything, even so, I do think that it was like a a fairly like well done. They weren't they didn't seem to be doing that because they felt like they had to. They seemed to do that in a fairly realistic feeling way.
0: Yeah, because I mean, I do think if anything, I, I do think this movie probably did downplay the Nazi part of things. Um, and I, I don't know enough about the history to know, like, how how loyal to the the Nazis that certain, you know, parts of the military would or wouldn't be. I would assume it's fairly accurate that definitely not everybody is like a zealot or something. Um,
1: Yeah, I mean, it probably would be, I'm sure you probably could have found uh, like a U boat that was roughly this way, yeah. But it may not be representative. I mean, that may that way have been like odd among right, u that, that most of the people were kind of like, uh, these guys aren't good. There was really you know only I mean?
0: one Nazi on this boat.
1: Yes, there um, was only one died in the wool Nazi on the boat, and that may have been kind of unusual. And he was right? not.
0: And he was portrayed as, you know, as maybe they didn't they weren't a big fan of that like it was pretty clear that they were not a big fan of the nazis that the the captain and and some of the other people were just kind of and it could be less about the nazis and more just like bureaucracy and 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 yeah it's hard to say i guess
1: well and i for me anyway that was something that i thought was a really great because like i said how do you make this movie yeah nobody is going to accept a pro-nazi war movie yeah. Ever after yeah. after World War II, mm-hmm. right? You have to figure out a way to tell the story, and you you know one of the problems is like th- these were real people, yeah. and so how do you tell a story that's fair to them, but also isn't going to be like uh, doing you know creating too much empathy for something yeah. that people don't want to have empathy for? Yeah, and yeah. I feel like they figured out a way to do that that felt really believable, yeah. Uh, and they you know jumping forward a little bit. They did a great job of like drawing a distinction between those two things. Like they go, they have the guy on the boat Mm -hmm. and they, uh, I I would say one of the, the, there's two really cool things they do here. Uh, There's a bunch of cool things they do in this movie, but one thing they do is they show how he sort of goes Mm -hmm. from being a Nazi bureaucrat to being just one of the crew So you could also imagine, if you were so inclined, Mm -hmm. that a lot of these other guys used to be hardcore Nazis. Like they came on board being in support of the Mm -hmm. war. In fact, the naval correspondent, although not, portrayed as a, like, super Nazi dude at That's the beginning. Point, but he, yeah. He sort of is. He's not, he's not like, you know, you know, uh, a Hitler is great guy, but he sort of was like pro-war, like, I'm invested in he, this, I think it's he good. He came
0: in with a very romantic, a very romantic idea of war, yes. which a lot of men would, would have. come into war with.
1: Yes. Um, and by the end, he's just, I mean, he's, he's a wreck. He's right? shattered, yeah. And so I do think one of the things that that I felt very uh, was done amazingly well in the screenplay, as yeah. well as you know their portrayal of it, was just again figuring out how to show that because uh, yeah you you have to acknowledge the fact that a bunch of these people would have been pro-Nazi mm-hmm. right, and they figured out a way to show a human story there, yeah, uh, which you know that there's a lot of constraints you're working under at that oh, yeah. point, and it was just fantastic and you could imagine that really happening to people you know they're they're being like yes this for for the fatherland this is great and then after a tour on a u-boat they're just devastated and they're like this is horrible and why are we doing this and like you know yeah
0: Yeah, because i think i I think that especially as like an american you know we're so used to seeing war movies about world war ii in a certain way yeah and i mean even like dunkirk has this because this is what i was thinking about when i was thinking about dunkirk even Dunkirk has the romantic, is romanticizing yes. it. When the, you know, when the Spitfires fly in, it's like you get that, that feeling yes, in yes, your yes. heart. You're like, oh, the, the, the <coughs> good guys are here. And it's yeah. like, and that's not, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm totally like, I I love like those old planes and I, I get, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I get that, but at the same time, it's like, I think that's, um, it can be, it's like, sometimes you need to be reminded of the humanity, like There's something so interesting about coming into a movie because I was like I was really wondering about that going into this movie. I'm like, what's this going to be like a movie from the German perspective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's like ultimately humans are humans and there are going to be people who maybe come in with these like certain ideological sort of things. Um, But at the end of the day, like humans are humans because I think about the scene where they they fire on that. Boat that's that's partially sinking, the one that's on yeah, fire. Yeah. They thought all the people had gotten off of it. Yeah, they yeah. thought there was no one on it, and they see these men. These men jump overboard, and uh, they're swimming toward the U boat. They're yeah. like drowning, and and these these men are just they want to help. They yeah, want to yeah, help yeah, yeah. these yeah. other soldiers. Like at that in that moment, they don't like they totally understand what those men are going through. Like they know exactly what their experience is, and it's just they're they're like crying. It's yes. just it was incredible.
1: And he has to write it down in the log. Right? Afterward. And again, this is why this movie is so brilliant. The writing as well, like I said, obviously the filmmaking is superb, but the writing is so good because it's like up until that point, they're just like, we're trying to sink these boats.
0: Yes. Like they're
1: not thinking about the fact that they, people just like them are on the boat. Yeah, Right. Yeah. And in that scene... The only reason that scene's in the movie, right, Mm -hmm. is because someone figured out how to show this, like, you know, and maybe it's in the book. Maybe this really happened or maybe someone imagined it. Maybe the author of the book was the one who figured it out. Mm -hmm. But whoever figured it out, like, it shows this sort of, like, uh, that little bit of horror that Mm -hmm. you have when you have to actually acknowledge the fact that, like, you're... killing on the other side of this, too. Like, it's the same people in either case. Yeah, it's like you are them
0: and they are you. Yeah, and 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 there's really
1: no way you you can try in war to gloss over that as much as you can so that you can do it because it's a war and what else can you do if you're a soldier? But certain situations will force you to confront the fact that that's just the reality of it is you're killing someone just like you. At the end of the day, that's what you're doing.
0: And like this, you know... This really is a story about the individuals in the war. Yeah, and and the thing it, it does, the, you know, the thing I was talking about with Master and Commander that I really liked is just having all those characters and feeling like they're all, you feel the the camaraderie, but also the tension and the, like, the feeling of what it would be like to be trapped in a box in, like, a very small and confined space for months with a group of people. And especially in this movie, the, all the trauma... Of being attacked again and again and, and having to, like the fear, the psychological um, parts of it. I feel like the filmmaking, too, really does visually does a great job of like reflecting what's going on in that way, too, with colors and, and like oh, smoke yeah. and atmosphere. And yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, There's a couple things they did there. Let's, so, since you mentioned Master and Commander again, though, let me, I didn't get the chance to finish because oh, yeah, you, yeah. you went on to the other, like you, you went on to the the sort of. War stuff, before there's we finish so talking much, about There's so to Master much to Runner. talk
0: about with this movie.
1: It's really fantastic. Um, so the other the thing that I was trying to say about Master Grandeur earlier, though, versus this movie, mm-hmm. is so a I think by removing any traditional plot structure mm-hmm. that helps tremendously because the focus is entirely on reacting to things that are happening to you. Yeah, which helps make it so that you don't have that problem. Uh, when you're watching the movie, Mm -hmm. which Master and Commander kind of does. Like, we're supposed to be thinking about the relationship between the Doctor and the Captain, and we're supposed to be thinking about whether the Captain is going to or not going to pursue this boat, and Mm -hmm. why, Mm -hmm. and all these things. By getting rid of that, it helps make it more focused about what the movie is about. Mm -hmm. But also, I would say that this movie is way better at character development than Master and Commander, because... In almost every shot of this film, Mm -hmm. they know and show you who each character actually is. In Master and Commander, honestly, it's just a lot of cacophony. Yeah. In this movie, even just when they eat, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they had every single character eat in their own way. Yeah. That is consistent with their character. Like, Master and Commander does not do details like this movie does. No, no, no. It's no. not even close. And those things, for me, add up huge because I'm looking at all of them. You know, when the when they go out of their way to show, like, okay, this guy's using a knife and fork. This guy's just going to eat the thing with the rind on it. Like, what is their situation? What's their mental state? How do they relate to food? How They, they did it all, right? Mm-hmm. They were never just like, some people are eating because that's the way Master and Commander did. People are eating. They're just eating. And mm-hmm. nobody's doing anything that tells you more about them. Yeah, right?
0: I, I I totally agree. I think Master and Commander feels a bit more classic kind of Hollywood movie. It's, yes, it has. I think Ma- it Master Commander both have the the historical detail. I would say they're pretty equivalent in that way, where they've the attention to detail of the
1: of the actual things of the things yeah. of the
0: of the ships and the like I think they're about spot on that
1: may be in I, that I wouldn't way. know obviously
0: and and like costumes and and makeup and and looking grimy and right like yeah. all that stuff I think both movies are on par with just being like having a really really uh great sort of like attention to detail with the historical accuracy but I do think yeah like in terms of feeling emotionally sort of connected or invested in the characters I agree like this movie Because, like, I think this movie, too, like, I had, you know, the whole the whole movie, you basically know that these men are not going to, like, probably survive. At least that was how I felt this whole time. I was like, I "I don't think they're making it through this movie alive, you know, especially because the movie starts with a thing that's like, you know. 30,000, was it, it it was, was it was it 40, was like 40,000 40,
1: people served on U-boats and only 30, 000, No, only 10,000 10, 10, came back or, so or like, 30,000 didn't come back I think is how they
0: yeah, it Yeah, yeah um, so you already know that the odds aren't really in their aren't, favor aren't high, yeah. um and and at, th- at this point in the war things are starting to to not go well for the for Germany so I feel like the uh, like the ending I think it shows the it it beautifully shows the like dehumanization of war you've spent like three hours in this sub with these men and uh, you see everything they've been to, how hard they've struggled. Yeah. And they, they come back and it's just like that.
1: Yep. And, yeah. And,
0: and half of them are, are gone. Yeah. And, uh, after having built up their, your sort of connection to these characters for so long and just seeing how simple, like how fast those lives are just taken away and how little it meant. And, and, uh, and especially, you know, coming from the American side of things where you're like, you know, you know that that was your side that did that to those men. That y- It's like, right, it's right. complicated, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? It's like, um, and, uh, you know, it, it made me think too, because you see, I, I don't know if it was, I think there were some spitfires, maybe hurricanes. I don't know what they were that were flying in, but.
1: Yeah, I didn't get a good look at them.
0: Anyway, whatever. It doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. No, it doesn't. Um, But I was just thinking about Dunkirk because. Dunkirk's a movie that's like glorifying the Spitfire and the Hurricane, right? It's like it's like uh when you see those planes fly in, your heart kind of soars, right, do you know right, what I mean? Right. You get that feeling. And then this movie your heart kind of sinks or 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 at least is is neutral. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, I yeah, yeah. I just felt that that was so uh refreshing kind of weirdly. Yeah. Um because I don't think it's good to necessarily like be super happy about Somebody coming in. Like, like you're seeing what actually happens when one of those planes, like, comes in and Yeah, it shouldn't really people. be
1: happy when people are dying. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it sometimes it can be necessary, but it shouldn't really be joyous necessarily, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, and I think— and, It's and, still, like, a tragedy for humanity to just— Exactly. Because if somehow you could have just not done this— Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. If somehow we could have resolved the situation without yeah. a war, and these people so- wouldn't have to die because they're literally just doing it because, you know— People could not agree to not do something, right? Yeah. Like, and yeah. and then everyone dies. The <clears throat> specifically in that, uh, in that particular scene at the end, too. I feel like it really did a good job of uh, of continuing the relentlessness. Like this yeah, movie yeah. is just relentless. Oh my god! Yeah. Like it just shows you how relentless a modern war is because unlike older wars where like people had to like march really slowly from one place to another mm-hmm. and battles were kind of like this thing that started and ended
0: mm-hmm. there's like a days long like, struggle that, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: like this is just shows like no when we have wars now it's just anything any, at any time you never know even a calm in a, a lull in the war is just a brief time where you aren't having war, but you don't know how long that will last, right? You could at any time be attacked in a modern war because you never know when planes or subs or missiles nowadays, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Or drones, you know, in a modern, Mm -hmm. more modern war, it's only going to get worse as to the unpredictability of war. And I feel like this movie did a fantastic job of making you feel how relentless it is. It's just, when it starts, it doesn't end until everyone is dead yeah. that's that's modern yeah. war there's yeah. no like reprieve yeah it's just and like brutal. there's no
0: and like the universe the universe doesn't care how hard you try it to survive it doesn't care at all about like, you the fact that they managed to to get that sub back yeah. up at floating and like it, you know the, the the war war doesn't care no um how much you deserve to live or don't you know what i mean and no. um it was just brutal. It was devastating. That ending is just absolutely devastating. It's a perfect ending for a war a war film. I think it's like it's the perfect war film. I, I really think it's 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 perfect. I would agree. And
1: again, I think they did a fantastic job too of even the stuff they don't talk about. They did a great job of showing. Like I said, the the couple times they do, they meet with the uh people who run the resupply. Oh ship man,
0: that scene, yeah. And
1: how out of touch they are, yep. and they're all doing the Heil Hitler, yep. right? Yes. Because yes. to them, it's still like it's easy.
0: Yeah. Right. I feel like this says. It's, uh, it says so much even about politics today. It
1: does, right? Because you, by the time you get down to this U boat, these guys, they are so far removed from that. Right? And they just see, he thinks the other guy's the captain. Yeah. Right? Because that's the guy who, the the, the, like guy who's sort of still sort of a party Nazi guy, but is kind of beaten down a bit after what he's gone through. Uh, Still puts on like a jacket and no one else has one on. So he thinks he's the captain, but he's like, that is not the captain, dude. Yeah. Uh, and so you get like that really good sort of juxtaposition of like the people calling the shots who are responsible effectively for this, all of the atrocities at the end of the day, right? I mean, Germany could have stopped this at any time. They're progressively more removed as you go up that chain. Well, and, and they're this, issuing yeah. orders and doing these things. Yeah, yeah. That because they're so out of touch, they don't know what these people well, are going, exactly.
0: Through. I think the, even the fact that they were ordered, what the, you know, what they're yes. then ordered to go do is yeah. an impossible task they, yes. and and um, and they basically have to go to their yeah. own death. like yes. they, they know they're they're basically doing a suicidal yeah. mission. And it's just because that the people in charge are so out of touch with yes. the reality,
1: which which feels like a thing that is true of like many militaries across all yeah. of time, but potentially, and up to including today. I'm
0: yeah. Right. I mean the people uh, who are who are at the top, you know, are they, never gonna know what going on. They're it's not on like. the sub. Yeah. Like the closer you get to combat it, the more the more war becomes humanized and like the more the harder it is to justify, you know? So, um yeah, I mean this movie just said so many things in such a beautiful way. It was never hitting you over the head with anything. No. Um but it it was just yeah it was like it was beautiful, um. It also speaking of hitting over the head, because uh, this made me think of Master and Commander. It also did the thing of like not really explaining too much about the submarine stuff. It felt very immersive and oh, and, that like, was
1: fabulous. And yeah. they had
0: and, and when they needed to, because they had they had the outsider right. They the had naval the correspondent. Warrant, so yeah, they it had great. when anytime they needed to explain something or wanted to. Uh, they could just say it to him, and it made perfect sense. Why? Because he's he's like our audience sort of surrogate, right? In in the yes, in the movie. I,
1: I wrote that down. Even I thought I that knew was so great. I knew you
0: would because I knew I knew you had the complaint with Master Commander, and I'm like, okay, they did a great you, job yeah. with
1: that. It was it was brilliant. Not only then, did they explain even, less things, mm-hmm. they only really explained things you absolutely needed to know. But they figured out a way to do it that didn't feel feel ham-fisted yep. so it was yeah I mean because I mean you still fantastic. come away
0: at least I still come away with like I some qu- like questions about submarine warfare where I'm like I pretty clearly don't understand like <clears throat> certain strategic stuff about how submarine warfare works like why they would just go deeper and sit there to be bombed rather than like try to run away but presumably it's like they're not fast enough or they can be seen like it's, it's yeah. about stealth that, and hoping they can they can sort of hide well enough to avoid being hit, like direct hits, or, yeah, I don't know.
1: So my assumption, uh, I, I agree with you, that stuff's kind of hard if you don't know submarine warfare, which I don't. Uh, some of that stuff is kind of hard to piece out, but my assumption when they were doing that was just that, like, <clears throat> well, you know, you, you've f- I figured, A... Submarines must not really be able to take out destroyers very effectively. Maybe destroyers move too fast uh, and have too reinforced hull or something to effectively take one on. So, because it seemed like they never tried to fire on a destroyer, that just wasn't an option for them. What, What
0: were the ships that they fired on and did destroy?
1: Tank, like, uh, uh, not women, I don't know they're called tankers, but s- supplies, uh, cargo ships, ships that take stuff places, transports. Okay. Right? So not, uh, they
0: never took out, like, an actual, like, a warship?
1: I don't think so. Yeah. Um, because they specifically, when they were spotting, they only fire on, like, one thing in the entire movie, really. So I guess, well, they right? two, they um, take
0: out two boats, I think. No, I'm
1: I mean, saying. they only fire at one. In, in one, one situation.
0: Position. In one situation, yeah. They
1: fire three torpedoes.
0: And then I guess they, they technically fire one again at the ship at, that's at, on fire. but
1: It was yeah. already one they had already hit. Uh, it was a convoy, and when they were spotting it, they specifically said there were no destroyers. Okay, yeah. Right? And so my assumption for the entire movie, because otherwise I don't know why they were doing what they were doing, is that a sub can't effectively engage a destroyer, basically, right? Um, in at, Because at the beginning, they sort of show you, like, when they see a destroyer, they think about trying to like sneak up on it, basically, and then that goes horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. My assumption would be like, so my assumption from that was basically like they, the only chance a sub has of sinking destroyers, the destroyer is just totally unaware. It, yeah, right? they have
0: to, they'd have to catch it totally <laughs> by surprise, maybe, and also hit it exactly in the right place at the right time, something kind of like yeah, this. Yeah. And so
1: basically, once once destroyers are on the hunt, they're basically not killable by a U boat probably because you just can't get a fire like a torpedo is this slow underwater thing, and these are ancient technology. I'm sure nowadays a sub could fire on a destroyer all day long or er, and oh, vice yeah, versa yeah. and everything else, right? But you know, in those days when you had to literally like arm a torpedo and, and get you're the aiming range it like, and, like manually based on yeah, like how like, the it's ship probably is facing like yeah, and, yeah, those destroyers move very quickly, much faster than the sub. If they know you're there, they're just going to like circle you so you can't ever line up because subs can't fire out of the side, right? <clears throat> And so the destroyer just has to circle and go over the sub and bomb the sub. And My that's question is like, why it, would right? the sub
0: not move then? Why would it try to stay still? My assumption was by moving, they become maybe more visible, but by being still, they, they are probably harder targets to hit. And, yeah, the, so, and the deeper they go, the harder they are to, to pick up on the Yeah, so the, the, the engine noise, I yeah. think,
1: is what they use to target the sub up until they well, had- But
0: then in this movie, you hear the sonar. sonar yeah. Oh, man. And that- It was brilliant. Oh, man.
1: The sonar was amazing.
0: That, the, the, that whole scene- the the tension, yeah the buildup, and the sound of those yeah. sonar beeps. It was just nuts. It was so good. It was so good. It's brilliant.
1: Not a lot to criticize in this movie. I have
0: one <laughs> um, minor <laughs> criticism. So, so I
1: have some minor ones, but they're pretty minor. Yeah. My
0: main minor criticism is that I didn't care for the music, the scoring.
1: I agree. It uh, was, it was
0: it- too... It was too much like the propaganda e kind of movie. It was too like it was too soaring noticeable. And, yeah. and orchestral and cinematic. It, it, it was like too much. It 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 the movie doesn't feel that way, and so the music feeling that way just was a little off. In, there in were times of situations. when
1: the 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 music is fairly spare, which is good. It's, yeah, yeah. But the time and sometimes it's good when it's a little ominous. It was good. Yes. But the times when it tried to be somewhat triumphant, it didn't. Yes, really worked that well, and I think that's just compositionally it needed some work. It needed to reflect the bittersweetness a little bit better, and I think also it f- sounded a little cheap. Like it, it just very, didn't. It
0: had the '80s sound. It yeah. kind of sounded a little dated.
1: Yeah, and this happens in those movies. People liked, you know, that sort of thing. Um, so, you know, I agree. It didn't really bother me, but it, because I, it I was agree. So spar-
0: it was not used very often. It, yes, I, it was.
1: Thankfully, was um, not really in there very much it was really only for, like, occasionally the sub gets up to the surface yes. and they play and it a little like, bit, and Exactly, it's it. like they go up to the surface um, and they're, like, going yeah. along at
0: a good clip and then they just play this this sort of... And I'm just... I don't know. It wasn't... It, that that kind of was a little bit of, like, a eh for yeah. me. Yeah, no, I agree. That's really my only criticism that I can think of. Otherwise, I... I, I this movie...
1: I do have one other know. criticism. Um, okay. Well, I have two criticisms, one of which... Is probably not the movie's fault. Okay. We'll start with the one that I think is the movie's fault. Okay. When they are going through the the Strait of Gibraltar, Mm -hmm. I feel like there is a pacing issue. Okay. Where, like, it feels almost like they just didn't have the footage they needed to piece the movie together at this point. Okay. So they just did the best they could or whatever. But, like, there's a part where they first get hit. By uh, an air attack, mm-hmm. the cut from the previous scene to that scene felt totally non sequitur to me. It almost felt like hmm. someone had edited out like five minutes of footage to me. It hmm. really just felt wrong. Hmm. And I didn't.
0: I don't remember noticing that. I'd be curious to. maybe watch Yeah. All that part I can again. say is
1: it felt like it just missed something, hmm. and I was like, "What? Where? Huh?" So. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with it. It's just, it felt like it was just paced oddly. Like there should have been some, a bit, uh, like the last scene didn't really feel resolved. And, and there's a time jump between them. And it was just like weird. It was like, something is wrong with the film here. This is a weird. And I I have to imagine that was like, oh, this is just what we, how we edited together. There wasn't really a better way to do this or whatever. I didn't like that.
0: Okay. I, I'm not. Um, I'm not sure. I remember what you're talking about. I'd be curious to go back and just watch yeah, that part to see. Movie club
1: people can can chime in and let me know if I'm way off base here. Maybe everyone thought that was fine, <laughs> but I I felt like there was sort of a a pacing issue. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It wasn't like oh, like I I can't imagine what happened here. It's like no, it was it was clear to me like what happened. Okay, but it just the pacing in this movie feels pretty perfect the entire time everything is just so and that just it felt off it was like Hmm. it felt like we skipped some things like i would have expected to have someone say i hear planes or something you know like i don't know there it felt they always had like a lot of like even for things that were sudden they felt natural and this one you know this was supposed to be sudden i mean they're getting attacked by airplanes but it didn't feel connected in the same way it felt like something got elided and i didn't like that all right, um, i could I could believe that that was basically okay. it for my complaints. The one that's not the movie's fault is <clears throat> I apologize. i I do not think all Germans look the same. Oh, but let me just say, I was confused for easily forty five minutes of mm-hmm. this movie because at the beginning, they introduced this guy named Thompson and who's
0: not even a character
1: and they're like <laughs> this guy is getting his own boat he got promoted to captain i think right i mm-hmm. mean that's what happens in the beginning of the movie right i'm, I'm not making this up right
0: yeah this guy named thompson is thompson the drunk guy he's a drunk yeah yeah he's the he's the guy who is manning the other sub that they see like part they see, yeah. The movie. yeah he's the captain of that one.
1: the engine room guy looked exactly like that guy to me for some reason. My brain recognized him. He's not, as, he's
0: not as old, but he does have a similar like yes. thing going on. Yeah, And
1: I just, because there are, I think because there are so many people in this movie, the fact that they sort of look similar was throwing me off. I was, because, so for several scenes, I was like, wait, did I misinterpret who was Thompson at the beginning? And he Uh, even comes, he comes out and he waves to the sub. So I'm like, no, I saw him on the shore. Like, I know he's the other captain. I'm sure of it. But then I'm like, why is he in the engine room? And I get, it's just like, they happen to look similar enough that I couldn't, my brain, because again, there's so many characters in this. Yes. My brain, like, ran out of differentiation somehow <laughs> so I didn't right? have
0: trouble with those that two characters was my but I that would say that there's quite a few people on this boat who look very similar
1: I didn't have trouble with anyone else for whatever reason um I,
0: I didn't I don't think I had any trouble especially because a lot of the characters look kind of similar it doesn't really matter um
1: but, all the like main people look pretty distinct to me
0: yeah yeah I, the uh, the captain I love the look the, like a lot of his characters have really interesting faces the captain yes. and the the guy in the engine room um and uh the little like you know round-faced uh war correspondent yeah, and yeah, yeah. um you know you 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 piece them all together you kind of remember them um but yeah they do look quite similar and especially as time goes on they all end up with beards they all have shaggy hair they're all they're all just like becoming <laughs> yeah these sort of like haggard gaunt sort of like they're they're pale they 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 dark circles and red around their eyes i mean the um they really they do a nice job of of just making them all look sickly and tired and sweaty and just just beat up um and uh and i mean they you know they all they're all german like they would probably look fairly similar you're not going to have a ton of you know
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
0: variety, um,
1: but I—I I mean, I think they did a great job distinguishing them. I never had trouble. No, I never. Otherwise, really,
0: no, because for the most part, it doesn't—it doesn't matter. There's a, f- a few characters who you kind of need to know, and then yeah. the rest, it's like you know.
1: I would point out that they did a great—they uh, had a great device they used in this movie that it's easy to not even notice, but it's like employed to great effect throughout the film. Mm-hmm. That I think also, uh. Again, drawing contrast with Master and Commander, because Master and Commander was a similar kind of movie that did not work for me. Mm -hmm. And I can pick out lots of things that I think this movie did right that made that difference. Okay, yeah, yeah. And one of them was, you know, this movie is about being in that confined space and having that sort of like, it it takes on almost like a dreamlike quality. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, you lose track of time yeah. and where you are yeah. and who you are like it's just mm-hmm. right because it's so unnatural and something i thought that they a device they used there for that that was really great mm-hmm. was although this isn't shot point of view of the war course of the naval correspondent yeah. it's sort of shot pov of him meaning yeah. most of the time things that the naval correspondent can't see aren't shown And one thing that they did that was really cool was when he goes to sleep, we go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was great because there's a bunch of times in this movie where you just wake up to something like you go to sleep and things that you would normally have shown in the movie aren't there yeah, and yeah. you wake up and the situation is different yeah the the, right? most, the
0: noticeable one of that is when you he thinks he's going to sleep to die he's, thinks he's, he thinks he he thinks he will never wake up yeah and he wakes up and you wake up and you're like oh yeah i thought i would be dead yeah 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 uh, and then you kind of yeah so i yeah i totally agree it's it's really nice to kind of have that character to kind of, like, guide you through this experience.
1: Guide, but also disorient you. Yeah, That's yeah. what I thought was so clever about it, is it's not just there to make the movie more understandable. Mm-hmm. In some ways, it's there to make the movie less understandable, to give you a feeling Yeah, yeah. that at any time you might wake up to anything. Like, yes. oh, there's a convoy contact. Oh, I wake up and everyone's just bored and they're sitting around. Oh, I wake up and we're getting attacked by planes. You know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I wake up and... Yeah the situation has totally changed. And I felt like there probably is no other way to communicate that. They Mm -hmm. figured, because that's probably a very real thing that happens to submarine folks or ship folks in general because you're sleeping in shifts. Yeah, So you're going to wake up and this, the situation's totally different than when you went to sleep. And especially in
0: in war, it's like things can change dramatically. Who knows?
1: We're at a totally different place or we we suddenly saw enemies and now we're engaged and I didn't know because I was fast asleep and it wasn't my shift and I got woken up by Mm -hmm. alarm or, Mm -hmm. you know, and I felt like they captured that so well and it helped throughout the movie. Doing that periodically made me feel that way. I constantly felt like, like anything could happen at any time and I feel like that sort of device was just a great idea yeah, uh, and, and felt very realistic I don't know if it is but it felt very realistic
0: yeah I think this movie does a really nice job of of like making the viewer feel somehow like they're kind of there like like everything feels yeah. so authentic somehow like the scene where they're you know they just ba- they save the boat right like they're sunk to the bottom and they were emptying out all the water and everyone is
1: yeah. scrambling
0: around trying to just save their own lives right and like at the end of that, they're all exhausted. Like the level of exhaustion that everyone is experiencing is just like palpable. It's like, yeah, it's just, yeah, man, this is such a human story. And you really feel, you feel like that experience.
1: I, so I don't know uh, how the acting is per se, because I can't understand German so I can't give I a complete I don't think you need to understand the, the,
0: the language, though, to really understand the acting. Well, what I was going
1: to say is, but the visual acting is mm. fantastic oh, from man. everybody.
0: They're incredible, yeah.
1: Everybody in every scene is doing something with their body language and their facial expressions yeah. that really, like, keeps you in the movie. Yeah. and there, You know, and... This is especially difficult, I think, for a foreign language film if you're watching it not knowing, you know, you don't know the language that they're speaking, you're only able to go off those things. Mm-hmm. You can't understand, like, subtleties of how they're saying stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so I think, like, uh, the the acting, at least for the parts that I can assess, was fantastic throughout the entire film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A- every, basically everybody. Um Oh, yeah. No, is the, what I would say about I, that. I totally
0: agree. The acting Maybe some fantastic. of the German
1: speakers on the movie club can tell us. <laughs> uh, but that was, you know, well, a- as someone who can't yeah. speak German, I felt like all the things that aren't dialogue were flawless. I think
0: the physical, <clears> the, a lo- the physicality stuff was incredible. Like, you know, I'm assuming they they all probably had to go through some sort of uh, training of some kind. Cause they were the way yeah, they here's move, how
1: you operate these well, levers here, an, and dials from, and you know, valves. They're, and they're,
0: you know, the, the way they grab and slide, you know, sli- jump, yeah. jump through the, the, the little, yep. you know, the valves like, like between sections. Um, they move through so naturally, like so quickly, so organically, like they clearly were like training and, and like they had gotten comfortable with that stuff. Um, and, uh, and being around in that, like being in that environment and, uh, It felt like a real, a real crew with real, like the real knowledge of this place and how to how to move around in it. Um, And the set is like insane. Like that engine room is like mind blowing.
1: Um, That's why I was wondering: Did they just have a sub?
0: They might have. Did they have like an old one? I don't know.
1: I'm imagining they probably wouldn't because they probably all got destroyed. Yeah, I would assume. You know, unless I guess someone captured one. I guess allies could have captured a sub at some point.
0: Yeah, it's a great question. I'm sure we could. We have to look dive into that a little bit and look it Pun up. Pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you caught that good, but well,
1: there you go. Yeah,
0: I mean, I was I was blown away by this movie, absolutely blown away. I'm uh once again, I feel like the movie club. i' it's it's been great. Like it's so far has introduced me to some. Some movies I had never seen yep. that I am I are new favorites that I'm I'm so glad to have yeah. seen, and this one goes into that car- category. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I this movie was powerful, and uh, I I will definitely revisit it in the future.
1: Yeah, fantastic recommendation. Um, one of the very few three hour and forty minute films mm-hmm. that you watch straight through. Yeah, and it's just like, you know, honestly. Maybe it felt a little long in one or two places to me, yeah. but overall it almost just felt like watching a two and a half hour film.
0: Yeah. Like the extra yeah.
1: hour flies by. It does. Uh, it's not like, you know, a Lord of the Rings thing where you're like, oh, for crying out loud. Like it was very like tense and and it's crazy to think that they got three hours and 40 minutes out of a tube underwater. Well, that's the thing. Is, There's I think, no sets or locations or yeah, anything in else. Some,
0: in <laughs> some ways, I think the length of it contributes to the, like, yeah. you really, you feel trapped in there with them, but you not do. in an unpleasant way.
1: I would have to go look. I guess I don't know how they did things in 1982, but like, I don't know how you that wasn't the best film made that year. I'm assuming that it has something to do with the fact that Foreign films couldn't win an Academy it was Award. nominated for the, for the best picture, or I think could it, it was nominated, and it didn't win.
0: Yeah, I think what it. What
1: the heck won? i gonna look it up. Sure.
0: Das Boot. Uh, okay, it's on here. So let me just scroll through. This is 1983 Oscars. Oh, Blade Runner was that year. Um, yo, wow, this is yeah. So cinematography, uh, it, Das Boot was nominated. Gandhi won.
1: Wait, 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 wait! Slow down. Are you telling me there was a year in which Das Boat and Blade Runner and ET and ET and Best Cinematography went to Gandhi? And Are di- you out Gandhi of your mind? Gandhi won everything. So,
0: directing was Gandhi, Das Boat, ET, Tootsie, and the verdict. Um, and uh, Gandhi won.
1: Best Cinematography
0: and uh, and directing. Gandhi
1: won. Okay. I have not seen Gandhi, but I am now... Editing as well.
0: Editing, Gandhi won. It was nominated, Das Boat and E.T.
1: I would just like to say that there is no way... There is no way that Gandhi can have better cinematography than Blade Runner and Das What Are you out of your mind? It better have, like... The most amazing dude, shot dude, of Blade Ben Kingsley. Blade
0: Runner wasn't even nominated for best cinematography that year. What? It was art direction. It, Blade Runner was nominated for. It wasn't nominated for cinematography. The Oscars what? are a joke. The Oscars people.
1: are completely illegitimate.
0: Uh, editing. Well, if so, you a, a yeah. year in which you
1: have Das Boot and Blade Runner, and you give cinematography to Gandhi, what does Gandhi look like? I have to go see stills from Gandhi. Dust Boat
0: is nominated for a lot. It's nominated for sound, sound effects. Blade Runner is only nominated for like art direction and visual effects. Blade Runner was not appreciated at the time it came out. Writing Dust Boat was uh, adapted screenplay. It was nominated. But what was won? Something called Missing.
1: Forget Let's it. Adapt- Let's look it's adapted
0: up- screenplay. It. it, it does- we need
1: to not look up the Oscars anymore.
0: Gandhi Gandhi won writing over ET. Anyway, fine. That's whatever. Okay.
1: Gandhi had better be the best motion picture ever <laughs> made that somehow I've just literally <laughs> never heard anyone say was any good in the first place. Uh, like, I was aware of that movie. The only thing that I knew about it was that Ben Kingsley, I think, yeah. plays Gandhi. Yeah, as you
0: say, literally, that's all I know about it, too, is that it's Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, well hey yes. it was nominated it's yes. a for, you know a, a long foreign language film that was nominated <laughs> Noting,
1: by notable, notable indian actor ben kinsley's <laughs> portrayal of gandhi <laughs> apparently swept all of the academy awards <laughs> and you know Boat, blade runner and et minor films that no one should bother to watch
0: <sighs> in any case in any case that early '80s, man. Those are good, a good. It's a good era for movies, even though Gandhi won everything. But uh, some really good stuff coming out yeah. in that those in those '80s, early '80s. What a
1: treat to be able to go to the cinema the same year oh, and man. see Blade Runner, Dospot, and E.T. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you gotta yeah. do the outro because you do the intro. Oh, okay. Well, take thanks, us home. Anna. Thanks,
0: thanks for listening, and uh, I really hope you enjoyed. Uh, Dust boat as much as we did, um, yeah. Just yeah, that was great. Fantastic movie. That's
1: the one to order the Blu Ray.
0: One hundred percent. Yeah, uh, add it to the collection. It's definitely the kind of movie you want to add to your collection. Absolutely. Uh, we'll see you back here again next week for uh, it's the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou.
1: The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Are we doing Hunt for Red October?
0: Yes, which is going to be really interesting. Uh, That's I've, be weird. I've never seen actually, so uh, it'll be it'll be fun to compare that to Dust. Das Boot.
1: They are so different. Yeah. So different.
0: Well, I'm excited. So, uh, so far been a great month. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you back here again next week.
1: Take it easy, everybody.
0: Bye.